Welcome to Minute 33 of The Great Escape Minute, the daily podcast where we dig into The Great Escape one minute at a time. I'm Tom. And I'm Rob. And joining us again today is World War II historical fiction author J.D. Keene. How are you doing today, J.D.? Doing great, doing great. Appreciate you having me. Our pleasure. Minute 33 starts <clears throat> with Roger finishing his thought by saying, I thought of the humiliation and ends with Ramsey smirking and nodding. So, you know, we've talked on it pre- in previous weeks, but, and last week we kind of talked about it from the German side in terms of how the SS slash Gestapo interacted with Luftwaffe. But now this week we get the, how the British see differences in those groups and it you know roger doesn't you know he's flat out says that they're all the same to him while ramsey has a slightly more nuanced view when he's telling him that it is worth remembering this camp isn't being run by the gestapo and ss and so i know rob you wanted to talk about this a little bit yeah, I mean, as we we discussed it numerous times in the past, and I thought maybe you know, if uh, when we have Jim here, maybe we can uh, discuss uh, touch on the point again. That it's it's strange to to me, and and I know that you've agreed with this fact that that the way that the story is depicted, and from what I understand, it, it it's also this is the way it was in real life that you had the 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 German Luftwaffe which is the German air force so they were in charge of the the air force prisoners and then you had the SS were in charge of of the you know army prisoners or or whatever and it it's just always it's very strange to me to think about that because like when you look at the US military system uh, there's you know when when you're dealing with with a, a prison aspect of it so you have the MPs you know who who aren't from a specific branch of the the armed forces, they're they're I guess you could say uh, a unit in and of themselves, where they are the ones who are in charge of dealing with uh, with with law and order, including uh, you know uh, holding onto prisoners and and uh, you know keeping them in confinement and, and stuff like that. So it's just strange for me to see that that uh, that in the German military system, the way that they did it was is that that each branch were in charge of making sure to to keep their counterparts, you know, in prison. So therefore, I mean, as as Ramsey mentions in in this in this minute, you know, he, he you can clearly see that he that he feels that it's an advantage that they're being watched by the Luftwaffe instead of by the Gestapo or the SS. Uh, that it gives them a little more freedom to do what they want to do, and you know, the the Luftwaffe isn't as uh, strict with them as as the, their their guards would be if they were coming from either the SS or, or the Gestapo. Jim, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, and I think I think as far as the in, the prison camps themselves, whether they were uh, the RAF or airmen versus army personnel, I think uh, the Wehrmacht did guard the army personnel, whether not the not the air force. And the Air Force did guard the um, pi- the pilots or the airmen, and the Gestapo. They didn't. They weren't really involved in 
the prison camps. They 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 just have in the a, torture. Just in the torture. Well, well, they they had a very specific role, and their role was kind of nasty. Um, and they did not have the manpower. They the number of personnel that were actually in the Gestapo compared to the general, the overall Wehrmacht and uh, the Luftwaffe is is very minute. The 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 SS was a very elite group. Um, they had their their mission, and guarding prisoners really was not it. Um, so, as far as the the uh, Luftwaffe guarding the the RAF and American pilots, rather than just having the, the uh, Wehrmacht do it, that's that's kind of a an interesting thing. Um, but even say U.S. in the U.S. military, all right. If Navy personnel are thrown in the brig, they're thrown in a Navy brig. They're not thrown in an Air Force brig or an Army brig. If a if an Army personnel is um, incarcerated, they're thrown into uh, an Army uh, brig. So it kind of makes sense from that perspective. No, that, that's when you're dealing with with your your own soldiers. But here we're talking about they're they're being put in a position where they become jailers for the enemy, and they only would be in charge of the enemy that 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 uh, coincides with with uh, with their respective uh, positions. Correct, and, and and I that's the way they did it. It's I guess you could probably the the. Air Force and the Luftwaffe, it's kind of like a, a gentleman's club. Uh, they're pilots. They kind of view themselves different. And, and I think that's kind of the mentality behind it. Um, it's that's probably not the best answer, but that would be, my guess, would be the motivation. No, that makes complete sense, of, you know, to me. Yeah, no, I can I can understand how that makes sense. But, but uh, again, in the Air Force, uh, the... the, the you know, they're pilots. They should be flying. <laughs> but they should be, you know, you'd think that Von Luger should be, you know, in charge of pilots. I mean, based on the, the pictures in his office, you know, we know that he himself is a flyer, you know, perhaps uh, during World War One or whatever. And we also know that he's not the biggest fan of Hitler, by the way, that that, that uh, doesn't give very enthusiastic Heil Hitlers. And, and is, it needs to be needs to be a little prompted to, to do so. Okay, no, I, I guess I can accept that answer, but but Roger's answer is is correct also. A Nazi is a Nazi is a Nazi. That's more or less what he says. Right. You know, it doesn't it doesn't matter. You can say it's the Gestapo. You can say it's the Luftwaffe. You can say that that it's uh, the SS. It doesn't make a difference. You know, these are our enemies. You, know, you can't start differentiating between them. Well, another another thing that scene does. Um, getting back to something I mentioned on a previous episode, when somebody is, is telling a story, you have to insert some backstory. We can't assume that everybody that's watching the Greg Cape has an understanding of who the Gestapo is and who the Wehrmacht is and that there's a difference. So you have to, they had to write the movie with the assumption that there's going to be viewers who have no idea that there's a difference. So they very cleverly inserted that into this scene to quickly educate the viewer that there's a difference between the Gestapo and the general uh, Luftwaffe. Difference in what way? Well, we don't need, you know, 
we don't need a World War II history lesson over the course of the movie. We just need the, okay, you know, you know, okay, it could be the fact of when I grew up, everyone knew who the Gestapo were and who the SS were, but I'm younger than both of you. And so, you know, but you need that differentiation of you have these groups that we know who they are. I don't know how many people knew who or what the Luftwaffe was. And, you know, we're just dis- making a distinction that, you know, yes, we have SS and Gestapo in this movie. We're not spending a lot of time dealing with them. They're presented as more evil than Luftwaffe. No, they're different. That's all you need to know. And let's go about the movie. Right. And I think they did a good job of that. I agree. Yeah, there's no question about that. But but again, most people aren't aren't familiar with the term Luftwaffe. You know, they're not going to know what it is. I guess I guess from that perspective, it's not necessary necessary to know what who they are, just to know that they're not the Gestapo. I, I think in some ways, the I mean, because this movie came out less than 20 years after after the end of World War II, I think sometimes the they're they're trying to tone down the fact that this is a, a World War II. You know that 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 there's there's a, they're trying to show that there isn't as much tension twenty years on between the the Allies and the Germans as as there might have been at the time, and it, it seems that there are certain parts of the movie, and and I can say that this scene fits that. Where in some ways they're they're trying to lighten the the whole idea of what the Germans did. You know, they're saying okay, in this point they're 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 sort of saying everyone all right, it's it's the Luftwaffe. It's not the Gestapo. It's not the SS. The Luftwaffe are the, are the good Nazis, you know. That that sort of or the nicer Nazis, you can say. I, I I don't know. That that that's my you know perspective on it. Well, and I also wonder how because you see this a lot in you know sixties, you know through the early seventies World War Two movies that how much was and I don't really want to go into a deep dive on the Holocaust, but how much was of that was in the public consciousness, you know, before that miniseries in 78? Yeah. 78. How much was it in, you know, the American consciousness that, you know, post that and anytime you make a movie with Nazis as the bad guys today, that's hanging over the head of the film and just how that dichotomy has changed over the course of time. Right, but back then there were there were a lot more people who who had personal connections to the war and to everything that happened. You know, now we're we're even further distanced from it. You know, there aren't that many people that are still around that that lived through the war. So it's all based on on you know the stories and testimonies that we've heard. Yeah, that's and that's true. However, we one of the things that I believe is that because of technology and we have more access to we have more access to information now. So we're able to find stuff instantly as far as going into Google, hit in Holocaust. Boom, you got pages and pages and pages. Um, so I do think that possibly now people are more aware of it because of that. But who, who knows? I mean, I, I don't know. 
Right. Okay. I mean that the 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 final sentence basically of of this conversation between the two of them also says a lot because what Roger says is well the high command if they were unhappy with Hitler they should have thrown him out. You know, basically what he's saying is is that again, as I as I mentioned before, <laughs> Roger just keeps reiterating a Nazi is a Nazi is a Nazi. There's, it doesn't matter, you know, any way you look at it. And and I think in some ways Ramsey is is in this conversation just as a devil's advocate. I I don't think that he completely disagrees with with Roger. Uh, I think the two of them are you know they're as what's what's the saying uh, preaching to the choir. <laughs> Basically, it's it, and and you know he's he's saying okay, I'm the senior officer here or senior British officer, excuse me, SBO. I'm gonna I'm just gonna gonna be I'm gonna use myself as a as a as a backboard for him to, to to vent his frustration about the whole thing. But the bottom line is is that we all want to get out of here. We want to go home. You know, we don't want to be here anymore. Well, and also, how much of we, it is him feeling out Roger going? telling me this isn't personal let me you know maybe push your buttons just you know let me push your buttons a little bit and see how you react and maybe use that reaction to go yeah no this is way too personal for you or oh okay you're telling me it's not personal your actions and what you're telling me back that up. I don't need to worry. Let's move on with the big plan. Right. But they also discuss issues of morale from the beginning because they're basically saying, you know, that what they want us to do is just knuckle under and, and uh, was it knuckle under and crawl and crawl through or whatever. Some, I think that's what they said. And so, and, and that, that's what, that's what Ramsey says. And, and Roger's response was just, Surely you don't advocate that we do that. You know, you're saying you're saying that we're we're gonna just sit back and, and let them do whatever they want, and then we're just cut everything they say. So I, I I think that I mean this this is a great conversation between the two of them because there is so much underlying information between in this in this minute that's just the conversation between two old friends. You know, ch- I guess you could say checking each other out. I think also Ramsey because of his position. He might, he may very well be in favor of the plan to, to get 250 plus men out. But because of his position, he also needs to make certain that Roger's thinking it through, um, clearly. And I think that's why he's giving him the pushback. It's like, he never actually says, obviously, that, no, I'm not in favor of it. He's just kind of thinking, well, let's think this through very clearly, uh, with his questioning. Right. I did have to laugh at one line in this minute. Roger's doing his frantic finger, you know, jabbing his finger at the table and saying they're common enemies of those who believe in freedom. And then there's a pause. And in my head, I just put, and the USSR. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, but how much did they know that back then? well, yeah. Well, the '60s, the Cold War is on at that point. I mean, we went from fighting Germans to Russians pretty much right away. So, yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah, there was that. There was just that moment hanging in the air, and that just jumped into my mind. No, I definitely can agree with that. And and I love the way that at this point they just have a quickly transition between the, the conversation. Conversation. And he goes, "Oh, okay. Well, when are you calling your meeting X?" <laughs> you know, we've gotten that out of the way. 
Let's move on. Let's move on. You they're, know, they're, 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 they, they have this fierce conversation about what, what's a real Nazi and what's not. And then he goes, oh, and by the way, when are you going to be doing your, uh, what do you, what are you, when are you calling the next meeting? Well, and we get a nice, we get a pretty nice musical cue there too at the end. We get that swell of the music and Bernstein doing his amazing score towards the end of this minute as well. You know, I think really, you know, lifts up the minute from the, you know, heavy, you know, different types of Nazis and Nazis and Nazi conversation more into what you're saying. The okay, so when are we having the meeting? Yeah, it's like what? All right, what do we do now? <laughs> right, and then they, they cap it off really well with the two of them just smirking at one another. Yes. <laughs> Basically saying, okay, we, we made everyone, we, we fooled everyone to think that we we're actually arguing here. Yeah. <laughs> Just in case someone's listening at the door. <laughs> exactly. Did you, did, you, did you notice that when Ramsey pours the tea, he actually spills it? You know, he's talking before about how, how important these tea leaves are. And uh, he starts, he starts pouring it and he spills it on, the, spills a little bit on the table. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Man. <laughs> That's funny. Maybe I'll catch that in the hundred and first viewing of the movie. There you go. Why not? I'll look for it now. <laughs> well, Rob, do you have anything else for this minute? No, I think I got enough for this one. JD? We're good. All right, well, why don't you remind everyone where they can find and buy your books? Um, you can find my books on Amazon. Uh, and my pen name, I write under the name JD Keene, K E E N E. I write uh, World War II historical fiction. The first book I wrote was it's called The Heroes of St. Mary Gleese. It's about the Normandy invasion and, and uh, how the French resistance uh, participated. And then my second book takes place in Italy, and it's uh, more of a love story, but it is also World War II historical fiction. Excellent. Well, everyone should go check those out and buy multiple copies of them. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, our email address is thegreatminute at gmail.com. Our Facebook group is The Cooler. We have a website, thegreatescapeminute.com, and you can follow us on Twitter at greatescapemxm. And please review and subscribe to this podcast on whatever podcatcher you use. And we will talk to you all tomorrow. Tally-ho. Tell you. Tell you.